We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name's Bree, and joining me today, as always, is Jordan. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome. We've been gone for so long. <laughs> I know. We've had some issues with weak genetics, is what I'll call yeah. it. Would you say that? Well, we've been all right. Yeah, because we've got the strong genetics. Yeah. Oh, you mean the other people? Yeah, yeah, we're strong. They've got hundred percent. So we've we've got fifteen thousand excuses, but we're just gonna slam you with the one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with Josh. His situation is like a ball or like a slinky tumbling Mm. downstairs. (laughs) So one person in his family got COVID, and then by the time they were all ready to come out of isolation, Mm. the next person got it, and then by the time they were ready to come, and the next person got it, and then it all ended with Josh almost out of isolation. Yep, should be out by the time this episode airs. And then you also dealt with COVID in your household in between that. Yeah, yeah. I had to go pick up um, my lovely wife from work. She, We've been dodging this so good lately. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm, like, I'm like the first person that should get it. Why? Like my immune system is shit. No, no, no. But you don't talk to anyone ever. You don't leave the house unless you have to go to that work. That is true. I'm very antisocial. Yeah, very introverted antisocial. Yeah. So you kind of like, that might be help. But then when she got it, you should have got it. And then you didn't. No, that's right. Living in the same house, sleeping in the same bed and still nothing. Genetics. Pathetic. Good blood. Good. That's <laughs> what it is. That's what we've got all these genetic issues from like probably inbredism back down the train probably. somewhere. Whatever. I, I, think- <laughs> I have to tell the story because it's mm. funny. I already told you about like grandma was saying to me, I think she would have been, I hope she got confused, but to be honest, I don't think she did. She told me that my cousin would be, cousin Ben would be like a good uh, match for me. Yeah. Like you would, she said, you two would make a good couple. And I said, grandma, we're cousins. And she went, yep. <laughs> I was like, is it like <laughs> dementia or is it just? I don't know. I don't think I it is. So. I don't think she, well, then my auntie was saying that she was telling him, Grandma was telling the same cousin, oh, you should come to the family reunion. There's going to be a bunch of pretty girls there. And he was like, it's a family reunion. I'm going to be related to them all. And she was like, so? You like, like, know no that You know that like we're related. Like like our ancestors were fully related and they were cool with it. They were on board. Yeah. But that's, that's why we've got the good genes. It's like, like bad le- genes. It's like, but <laughs> it's like Game of resistant. Thrones all over again. Oh, I don't think it was like that. <laughs> I don't think it was that close on like the gene scale. What? <laughs> we come back and it's like, Someone's a killer and it ends up, it's like, it's your sister. I'm like, that's not my sister. That's my aunt. And they're like, it's your sister. Like, it was just something crazy like yeah. that. And you just find out something about your family you don't want to know about. And we're drinking iced coffee. Mm-hmm. We're not on the beers today. Not on the beers. My lovely wife was uh, kind enough to make us some iced coffees. So but then, because we we're on the beers yesterday or the day before. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it today. And I just, I was just like, hey. You know Josh is ready to party though, so that's why you crack the beers out because it's always a party. I have not. I don't know how we're brothers. Like oh, <laughs> from really? what he was talking about, how much he consumes. I, I think this Easter was the first time that I had a drop of alcohol in like six weeks. Yeah, I can't do that. Not like I can't. I could if you asked me to, but I wouldn't like. Like it. I just, I'm a very like social drinker, I guess. Yeah. And then I'm not a social person. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I like to drink. Alone. <laughs> it's the only time I can drink. Mine's weekends because I yeah. just feel like, but even then I might, like last weekend before this one, I you're like, oh, I, couldn't, I, I drink on weekends now. 
not through the week, trying to get back into some like routine and normalcy since COVID seems to have like, we're just living our lives now. Yeah. It just muddles everything up, doesn't it? You don't know where you are, what day of the week it is. I used to easy go through like a carton in a week, Mm. maybe like, well, with Dan's help. So nothing hectic. But then last weekend I had like three beers the whole weekend. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, during the week, it's fine. And I don't even feel like it. Mm. But then when the podcast comes around, I'm like, will I be funny if I don't drink? <laughs> like, but then I read an article too that if you haven't caught COVID yet, that there's something wrong with your interpersonal skills. What does that mean? Maybe if we had more interpersonal skills, we'd know. What's an interpersonal, interpersonal skill? Interpersonal skill is like how you relate to people and like friendship and... I think interpersonal oh, skills yeah. is just like how you talk to people. Like if you're good at talking to people, but like I don't feel like we have interpersonal skills. We just don't like people. Not like like pe- I just don't like being out in crowds. And yeah. the idea of Coachella makes me want to die. Yeah, there are so many celebrities at Coachella. I'm like following it on Twitter and everything, and just the things they're posting and the videos I see, and I just think I would rather die than be at Coachella. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's like the worst possible thing you could think about. That's being not that. talk- that's not even COVID related. That's no. just like in general. Yeah. I think people like like you say they don't. People annoy me just how sometimes stupid they are. Yeah, I just want to get fucked up in my lounge room because then you don't have to fight anyone. Like no one's trying yeah. to fight you. No one's spilling drinks on you. Yeah, and then maybe once every six months go out. I, that's that's <laughs> me. I have a very short social battery, so I'll be out and I'll be like, "This is great. I'm feeling good after a couple of drinks." I'm like, "This is awesome," and then all of a sudden it's like, mm, I need to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just well, I don't know. I feel like it depends who you're out with. If I'm out with Lucy, mm. we're the one that goes for each other. Have to have a quiet one. We're not having a big one. We're not, and we're saying it to each other, don't don't make me don't have a big one. And then like literally four hours later, Dan's like, Are you home? You coming home? Well, like, I'm not coming home. I'm <laughs> having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like you just Yeah. Then you get home like three AM, you bang on the front door, let me in, mm. and the next day you feel like you want to die. Yeah. And when you have a kid, that's This fuck. whole COVID thing's weird. Like it's been around for what, two years or something now? Yeah. Like something like that. It's been around since I March twenty twenty. But you don't really hear about it that much anymore. No one gives a fuck. No, yeah, like no, someone dies no one that cares. You know. But now I know more people are getting it than I knew when it first kind of broke out. Yeah. So because quite, everyone just, there's no masters, no... No, it's like everyone's getting it now. And I just, what can you do? I think they've just come to the point where they're like, there's nothing we can do except manage it. Mm. We can't maintain... Like we can't contain it, so we'll just manage it. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to have to get back to living our lives. I just love how we were like, oh, we're going to post heaps more, we're going to be way more. Yeah. <laughs> that was that a lie. fucking downhill <laughs> so quick. And then you'd think in like our COVID-stricken time off, we'd be doing other stuff. But like I was literally, I knitted, not knitted, I crocheted two sweaters for mm. Juniper that she fucking refuses to wear. Oh, nice. I've never wanted to kick her out a window so much in my <laughs> life. I put so much effort into it and they're so fucking cute and she won't wear them. Mm. And I have to respect that. Your, your body, your choice. But it's pretty cute. <laughs> your body, your choice, but you're going to wear these. Yeah, and Dan's like, why don't you make me one? I'm like, because it would take literally 10 times as long because you're like 10 times as big as her and then it won't look as cute on you as it does on her. And I was like, like I can't hyper-focus on something for that long. And you'll probably actually kill him if he threw it off and said, I don't wear it. This is itchy. <laughs> but we can't afford the good stuff when we're making bloody, when we need 10 reels of it. Yeah. But anyway, today we're going to talk about, it's like a... It's kind of a weird one. It's one of these, it's a disappearance, a mysterious disappearance, unsolved. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those ones where it doesn't seem like that hectic, really. But then the more you learn about it, like the more details, the more you're like, this is a bit fucking weird. Yeah. And then it kind of sticks with you. You kind of like, you know, when you're laying in bed at night, you're just like, it'll pop into your brain. You'll be like, yeah, what was that? What was the deal with that? Have they found, why? Maybe it was this. Maybe it was, you know what I, I mean? I love how you just go over the, like all the circumstances in your head. You're like, could it have been this? No, don't be stupid. 
You start thinking the other way and you're like, man, am I going crazy? Do you know what sucks? Like for us as people who consume this sort of misfortune really is when you get ones that are solved and it's like a shit solve Mm. and it's like really obvious or it's like it, I, sometimes I feel like the mystery is way more fun than if you knew what happened. Like you're you're dying to know, but I'm sure if you knew what happened with like Jean Ben, Jean Benet Ramsey, you wouldn't like, he'd be like, Oh, you know what I mean? And then it, that's why they get so big is because it is so mysterious and people are like, what the fuck? Like Malin McCann or whatever. Yeah. Once you find the, learn the answer, people like if it, if you knew the answer straight away, no one would care anymore. You know what no. I mean? Like they'd be like, oh, but random. Sometimes. And then you still seem to find ways. Like they'll be like, oh, they found the body. It was like 200 meters away from where he went missing. And then you're like, the search team looked over there. Yes. So what's going on with that? Those so you're, there's okay. always something else. There's poor families out there that are just like, I'm just glad my loved one's found. And we're like, it, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, this <laughs> just sounds like heaps insensitive. Well, I don't mean it in an insensitive I think it would way. be the worst feeling ever is that closure, not getting that closure. How bad would that be? You, I, I, Yeah, it's like you don't know until you're in that situation. But I think I'd rather know... Know that they were dead, hundred percent. Then not know whether they were alive or dead, sort yeah. of thing. Like, because I guess if you don't know, there's always hope. Yeah. But then you spend your entire life, sometimes like feeling guilty. Like, should we be out looking? Should we go here? Like, it just consumes you, sort of thing. Instead yeah. of being able to grieve and kind of process it and almost move on. Yeah. But I don't know. But this one, and it's funny because I'm doing the bizarre disappearance of Brendan Swanson, mm-hmm. and you're covering the disappearance of Brendan Lawson. Exactly. When I heard what you were going to talk about, I was like. I got the perfect yeah. follow-up to this one. So Swanson is like Lawson if you got rid of the S and the N and put an L in there and then mix the letters back up and it's the same person, essentially. Yeah, I think I've got a headache. No, it's cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> Not cryptid, cryptic. So today we're going to be talking about the bizarre disappearance of Brendan Swanson, which is a confusing case lacking almost any evidence or explanation to date. So on Wednesday, May 14th, 2008, 19-year-old Brendan Swanson disappeared without a trace outside Marshall, Minnesota, after crashing his car into a ditch on the way home from a friend's party. Brendan Victor Swanson was born on January 30th, 1989, to parents Brian and Annette. Brendan and his sister were lovingly raised in the rural town of Marshall, Minnesota. The town was home to a population of around 13,000 people and sported a violent crime rate that was less than half the average for the state of Minnesota. So it was like a fairly safe, sleepy kind of agricultural town. I guess similar to Singleton, half the size. Yeah. Just kind of chill. Not, not, nothing bad really goes wrong in, in Marshall, Minnesota. So at the time of his disappearance, Brendan was studying at the Minnesota West Community and Technical College in Canby, where he was enrolled in a wind turbine program. The Canby campus was about a 35-minute drive along Highway 68 from his home in Marshall. So Canby, 35 minutes straight shot from Marshall. By all accounts, Brennan was a pretty good kid. He did well in school and he'd never really gotten into any trouble. He was just kind of a regular run-of-the-mill teenager. Yeah. So he really liked reading books. He had like a job at a grocery store kind of vibe. So it's just like a very generic sort of... Yeah, like loved gaming. Yeah. Like just kind of chill. And it was like the... I guess like the... Like almost 2010 sort of thing. Like around then gaming was getting really big. You had the PS3. Yeah. Pretty sure Red Dead Redemption was out. Nice. Great Like game. got a lot to do. So on the night of May 13th, 2008, Brendan attended a gathering of four or five people to celebrate the end of the school year. 
One eyewitness who attended the party said that Brendan consumed one or two beers but didn't appear intoxicated when he left the party at around 10.30 to 11pm to go to another friend's party in Canby where he wanted to say goodbye to one of his classmates. So he's driven 35 minutes from, he was at a party in Lind, yeah. which is a town 10 minutes south of Marshall. And this was only with about half a dozen people, four or five people. There was like, yeah, five or six people at max yeah. there. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go see a mate. So he's driven back to Canby, which is a town he studies in, which is a 35-minute straight shoot from Marshall, uh-huh. but from Lind. So he's taken like a little like a little road onto the highway, straight shot to Canby. From Canby to Marshall, it's a straight shot along Highway 68. He was only at that second gathering for a short time. He left around midnight, and it was reported that he had consumed an additional shot of whiskey right before he left for his home in Marshall, where he lived with his parents and sister. From Canby to Marshall, it's a straight shot along Highway 68. Brennan had driven this road many times before. He travelled this road to and from college, yet on this night he didn't appear to have taken Highway 68 home. He instead drove along gravel roads northeast of the highway. These gravel roads do not run parallel to the highway, meaning he would have had to make multiple turns in a kind of stair-step fashion in order to follow the highway's relative path home. So think of it like... There's these dirt roads that run alongside the highway and it's like a grid fashion. Mm-hmm. So think of it like a staircase. So he was going like straight and then he turned right and then he turned left and go straight again and then he turned right and go closer to the highway and then he turned left and go alongside the highway and right closer to the highway, left alongside. Like it was like kind of like a zigzag fashion all yeah, the way. Yep. He just wasn't on the highway. So it was like adding a lot of kind of time and confusion to his trip. Mm-hmm. It was speculated Brendan took this confusing alternative route in order to avoid the possibility of a police presence on the that, highway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because what he's about three, two or three beers deep at the first and one, and then a whiskey. shot of whiskey at the second one and that we know that we sort of like can assume. Yeah, and he's also nineteen, so yeah. the legal drinking age is twenty-one. Yep. He consumed those beverages, and he was probably concerned about a potential DUI yeah. or or a drinking under. Well, I don't know what the the legal term for drinking under the under age. I don't know. Or something is. So he's worried about that, I think. I think he would have been fine to drive, but like obviously he's illegal. It's illegal to well, consume if they alcohol in 21. He, he would have some sort Zero. of blood. Yeah, yeah, he would have some sort of one in his Especially blood. Especially after so. a shot. Imagine rocking up to a party mm. and just taking one shot and then going home. Mm. I could never do that. No. That's The shots are either at the very start of the, the big night you're about to have or the end of the big yeah, night you're having. Yeah, and that ends like, it for you. This is so random. It is. On his journey home on these gravel roads, Brendan misses a turn and drives into a ditch at low speed. The ditch itself was shallow, but the bank was steep, resulting in his green Chevrolet Lumina sedan being unable to reverse or drive forward and essentially becoming stuck. So this occurred at approximately 1.15am. There was no outward damage done to the car and no evidence of Brendan sustaining any injuries. So when he talks to his parents later on the phone, he tells tells them, his mum, I'm fine. Like, I'm not injured at all. I'm all good. After the crash, he attempts to call two or three of his friends and none of them answer. As a kind of last resort, he calls his parents for help. Yeah, that, and that. that's it. That's it. Like, you go through the friends first because, you know, <laughs> you've been drinking. Mm-hmm. And then he can't get a hold of them. He's out, at, out. it's dark or whatever. He's just crashed his car and you just, yeah. you know, you gotta, you got to make that phone <laughs> call. That. you got to do it. <laughs> you, know, you know, dad would be like, where are you? He'd be like, well, I think I'm here. Just walk. Yeah. Well, I suppose it would depend. If it was me, you'd probably come get me. If it was like you or the boys, but I could be fine. You're mean to the anything out there. Josh would be like, please, father, come get me. <laughs> he would have been the first phone call. <laughs> ah, I'm off. <laughs> like dad, dad would be like, I'm coming immediately, son. It's yeah. okay. Stay in the car. <laughs> but yeah, I would hate, you'd hate to call mum and dad. And then you'd feel like you owed them forever. Literally. 
He's able to get a hold of his parents at 1.54am and for the duration of this incident, he's on and off the phone to them, but for the most part, he's talking directly to his dad. Yep. So they, I think in total, they talk for about three hours on and off. So they call, hang up, call, hang up, call, yeah. hang up. So Brendan tells them that he crashed his car into a ditch and for whatever reason, he believes he's just outside the town of Lind, which is about 10 minutes southwest of Marshall. So that's that town we were talking about. 10 yeah. minute drive southwest of Marshall. His parents drive to the area Brennan believes he's in in order to locate him. And when they arrive, they tell Brendan they're going to flash their lights in his direction so he can find them. They start flashing their lights, but Brendan is relaying over the phone to them that he cannot see any headlights flashing. Brendan then returns to his car and starts flashing his headlights in an attempt to get his parents' attention. Over the phone, Annette can be can hear her son entering his car and then the clicking of the light level, but no headlights can be seen. So she knows he's sitting in there doing it. He's not fucking around. So these got they're on the phone to each other. The parents are driving up the road to where they think he's like he's saying that he thinks where yeah. he is, and they're flashing their lights at him, and he's like, "I, I can't, I can't see, see you. Yeah. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to start flashing back." And she can hear him. Can you imagine if that was like us and our parents, and you just like, and Mum would be like, "They're there." They're there. They're there. I'm flashing them. I'm flashing them. I'm fl- I can't see them. Well, I'm flashing them. Yeah. I'm not saying you're well, not flashing them. Yeah. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not flashing them. All I'm saying is I can't <laughs> see them. I am flashing them. <laughs> At like 3 a.m., you're just so fucking frustrated at one another, hey? Yeah. So neither of them have any idea where the other is. So Brennan doesn't even know what road he's on. He fucking no idea. So Brendan and his parents begin to grow increasingly frustrated with their failed attempts to find one another and the phone conversation becomes heated. So like I said, it's early in the morning. They're out looking for him. He's not where he says he reckons he is. So yeah. they're like, we're fucking here, bro. You ain't here. Yep. And he's like, I am here. Flash your lights. And they're flashing each other. Exactly what we just went through before. Like, Because it hasn't been really... Well, I guess they'd be a little bit worried, but they're more just like... Uh, annoyed at yeah, this Yeah, at this stage, they're more annoyed. So they're just getting frustrated with it. Yeah, I've got like... I've got to have your aunt and uncle over tomorrow for lunch. Mm. Like, I've got shit that I need to do. I don't need to be out here looking for your yeah. ass at 2am because you drove into a ditch like an idiot sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's it, yeah. At around 2.17am, Brendan informs his parents he can see the glowing lights from what he believes is the township of Lind. He reckons he isn't too far away, and to save any more confusion, his best option is to walk into Lind. Brendan organises for his dad to meet him at Lindwood Tavern, where he will be waiting out the front for him. So Brendan's dad's like, fuck this shit. We both don't need to be out here. He goes and drops Annette, the mum, home. Okay, yeah. And he's like, I'll go drop her home and I'll come back and I'll pick you up. Because she's steaming at the moment. She's fucking frothing. She's in a nightgown. Yeah. She stood in cow shit in her best slippers. Her son is just like, probably not the sort of kid that does stuff like this. So they're like Mm. annoyed about it. At 2.23am, Brendan begins a final 47-minute phone conversation with his father. He's walking along a gravel road and he tells his father that it would be much quicker for him if he cut across a few of the surrounding paddocks. Brendan starts going cross-country where he encounters two fence lines and he tells his dad he can hear running water nearby. So as he's walking along, he's on the phone to his dad the whole time and he's like describing where he's, oh, I'm crossing a fence. I've come to another fence. Oh, I can hear running water. Like he's telling his dad where he is. So it should be noted Brendan is actually blind in his left eye, which causes him to have trouble with depth perception. There's also hardly any light around. The moon is only 50% illuminated and there are no street lamps on these rural black roads. Well, he's out the back. He's he's like paddock hopping out the back. It's like that kind of dark where, you know, when you pass a sign, it like the reflection of your lights on the sign. It's that Mm. dark, like it hurts your eyes. Like that's, it's so fucking no idea what's going on. He must be game to just get off the road. Like he's got no idea where he is. Bulls, like uh, livestock, anything. Yeah. Just crossing paddocks and stuff. And not, the first one I'd come to her like, is that got electric in it? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what I was saying to Dad last night. I asked him, I was like, is this fence? We had They had friends over that had little kids and we had Juniper and little kids running around. I said, Dad, is that fence? Is, yeah. it, is the electric fence on? Dad's like, no. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. And I'm like, I'm just going to always assume that it's on. You even when he to. says, Even when he says no, Dad's like, I used to love saying no, and the kids would pee on it. And then they'd be like, Whoa. You got to step over it while he's standing on it and you just take his foot off and let it come I, up and whack you. What the fuck? <laughs> hey. I know. It's like, it's weird that you kids have so much trust. Yeah. He's like, we're well, super shady when Dad's around. Yeah. You cannot relax. No, you how can't. You have you can't. to be on no. guard all the time. Super traumatic, really. <laughs> PTSD a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so shortly after 3, 10 a.m., Brendan, still on the phone to his dad, is mid-sentence when he interrupts himself and exclaims, oh, shit. His dad hears what he believes is a slipping sound, like Brendan falling over, and then the call goes dead. So he's talking to his dad. He's talking, I'm going through fence, and yep. he interrupts himself, stops and goes, oh, shit. His dad hears slipping. Like a, kind of like a surprised, oh, shit. Like Yeah, he wasn't expecting whatever happened. Yeah, yep. Brian then makes repeated attempts to contact Brendan, but these attempts ring out. Eventually, all calls go directly to voicemail. So they're ringing him over and over and over again. Phone rings out, rings out, rings out. And then all of a sudden... Like it's been turned off or gone dead kind of thing. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, it de- apparently, like the more I looked into this, it depends on what your setup is with your cell phone provider. Like, okay. what, I don't... So it's, I, it's hard I, to take anything from that. Yeah, I always thought it was like, if you got your if your phone's got battery or whatever, it'll ring or ring. As yeah. soon as you lose battery or it's turned off or whatever, it just goes straight to voicemail. And I also feel like... Yeah, like if I ring someone and it's gone to voicemail, they're either phone's off or they're out of reception. Yeah, um, that's, that's it. Yeah, if, otherwise it rings. I'm just like, you're ignoring me, which I understand. I hate answering phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Like I ring you if I've like message, message, message. I'm like, I'm on one. Like I'm on manic and I'm fixated and I'm like, I fucking need to I'm know right now. It. I'm like, I'm going to ring him. And it was like, he's not going to answer, but I feel better about it. <laughs> I'll ring back. Fuck you. Yeah, just go around me. I don't do that though because I hate... Because Dan's really bad for it, and because his parents live in another country, if he's not answering them, then they come to me, and I'm like, "Please leave me alone." <laughs> I'm not the worst person with my phone. Like, I'm not dependent on it yeah. at all. Like, I'll I'll leave it in the other room for half a day without even looking at it, and then I come back and there's like messages and missed calls or whatever, and I'm the worst for it. I'll look at it, and there'll be a message, and I'll read the message, and I'll be like, "I'll get back to that," and I and I'll sit it down, and, there's, and then there's no notification. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I forget about it until like three days later. Especially and, if you game. I'm really mm, bad when I'm gaming oh, and I get a message. I'll look at it real quick and be like, oh, fucking reply. Or, yep. or I think I've replied and then I'll go back in. I'll have like a whole message sitting there halfway through waiting to hit send. And yeah. like Juniper's woken up or come up to me or something. And I've scatterbrained, just completely forgotten yeah. about it. I'm really bad for that. But my phone, I will... If I ha- if I'm by myself, I like to have it with me. If I go somewhere with Juniper, but if I'm going somewhere with like someone else and I know they have a phone, I could easily leave mine at home. Yeah. Like no one needs me that bad. No. Like I don't give a shit. I used to be bad. Like when I first got it, like when the first iPhones and that come yeah. out, I was really bad. Like I was always messaging people and had it on me all the time. Oh really? All the time. And then I don't know for whatever reason something happened and I just I just leave it around everywhere. I, I don't, don't carry have it anymore. Friends to be messaged. I got like two friends. That's it. Yeah, and they always think I'm dead until like five days later. I'm like, hey guys. <laughs> No, people like if it's Lucy, she'd be like, "What are you doing, you dumb slut?" And I'll be like, "Fuck you, Lucy!" Like, it makes <laughs> yeah. me reply like, yeah. straight away. So, growing more and more frantic, Brendan's parents start calling friends and family for help in their continued effort to locate him, but no trace of Brendan is found. At around six thirty a.m., Brian and Annette contact the Lyon County Sheriff's Department and report Brendan missing. The police's initial response was disappointing. They believe Brennan was probably sleeping off a hangover at a friend's house, and as an adult, Brennan had a right to be missing if he wanted to be. Well, there is a law, isn't there? Like, okay, the, but the, there's sorry, there's no you, law against you just walking out of your life. 
Right, but it's like that's kind of like I'm here telling you that he we were on the phone together. He mm-hmm. wanted our help. We were trying to help him get somewhere, and then he disappeared. It's not like uh, he didn't come home. No, it's not like he's been out with his mates and he hasn't come home. Yeah, but like, I was on the phone when it went dead, exactly, and he like went he needs when he help. said, "Oh shit!" Like he, we need someone out there now. It's one thing I would love to go. Not like I'd love to go missing, but I just think it'd be so interesting how they would like how the police would handle it. Like mm. as an adult. I guess it depends. Like, I've got a kid, so they'd probably take that more seriously. Like, why, as a mum, like, why would a mum just up and leave a kid sort of thing? It all depends on the circumstance of how you went missing. The person, your lifestyle or, like, the life you have. And then, Mm. and also who's, like, inquiring about it. Yeah. But, like, I think that's kind of fucking heaps dodgy. Like, they're obviously, like, we've been trying to find him. He was, he, we were talking to him. He needed help. And they were, like, so blase. They actually passed a law about it after this that takes reports of missing adults more seriously. So okay. it was like something they ha- they had to investigate it quicker or mm. because they did drop the ball. Like they could have probably found him. Like who knows, maybe. Like they just didn't give a fuck. They were like, yep. oh, he'll turn up and he'll be real sorry and he'll, you know what I mean? Just, just give him a little teenager smack. Behavior. Yeah, exactly. But is it really? Like I feel like teenagers going missing, isn't that typical? Like, uh, yeah. Like, go on and staying at their friend's place overnight. Like, that sort of thing. But especially when you have a mobile phone. I feel like it's not that typical. Like, mm. in general, you send them a text or they would... You know they're at a party and you, and you kind of, like, know that they've probably just done whatever. It's not like you just... Out of nowhere, they're just gone. No, but you know by the I mean? sounds a bit like this kid, how he like, was, he would he would have told his parents, like, where he was going, which he did. Like, he was on the phone to them. But. I hate how they just... Like blanket brush all teenagers yeah. is like irresponsible or do yeah. like I understand that they do shit like that, but I don't think it should be like the norm. No, like you'd be like, oh, sometimes kids do that, but like for the most part, they're not gonna. So the search started slowly, and there wasn't a lot of direct documentation of the early hours of the search. So a lot of the information that was found was documented by from Brendan's family and the media reports. An ATL, which is an attempt to locate, was issued for Brendan's car, and the sheriff's department also hit up his local cell phone service provider to see if they could ping his location. Oh, okay. So they're trying to like triangulate where he was last. Yeah, because they fuck. No one knows, right? Because he thought he like he was telling them where he was, and he's not there. From the information they received from Brennan's cell phone provider, they were able to get a general idea of the area he was actually in when he last spoke to his father. In a bizarre turn, he was actually nowhere near the town of Lind, not even remotely close. According to the data provided by his cell phone provider, Brendan was actually 20 miles north, closer to the town of Taunton. It is speculated he thought he was near Lind because he was on a road and area that looked very similar to an area in Lind. So it's something called like transdirectional memory. Okay. This has happened to me once or twice, but not like to this extent where I'm like, I'm certain I'm somewhere, but I feel like I'm somewhere really familiar. And I'm like, oh, this is where I am. And out of nowhere, I'm like, wait, that's not where I am at all. Yeah. Right. And because he was taking like so many weird turns on the highway and crossing it sometimes and like doing all this weird stuff, he like essentially was lost. Yeah. And he was just He probably like, had it in his mind. He knew where he was going. But the weird thing was he was like, oh, I'm near this golf course, right? So yeah. he kept saying he's near this golf course. But then, like, when he took off to start walking, he never would have come across a golf course unless he did. But that's not, like, you know what I mean? That's not where he was. No. So how would he not go, oh, wow, weird, that golf course isn't there. I'm not where I thought I was. Yeah, you'd think he'd relay that information to his father because they're out looking for him. Maybe he just didn't realise where he was. Like, it was weird. And some people, yeah, it's like, how, how many drinks did he have? Like, what was going on? Like... I feel like, though, you could just be like, it's so dark and you're taking so many fucking whack turns. Mm. He was just like, what? he had no idea where he was or what he was doing. 
So he wasn't near where he thought he was, which would explain why he didn't see his parents flashing their lights or vice versa. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's solved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got one. Which is shit because they're what they're the first part of the search and where they're out looking for him. Yeah. It's so like important. And they're in the wrong, completely wrong area. What, 20 miles away or whatever? Yeah, so they're directing family, friends, yeah. everyone come out this way to have a look and they're not even close. Right. Brendan thought he saw lights from Lind. So we are led to assume he was probably seeing the lights from Taunton. But when they actually investigated, you can hardly see any glow at all from Taunton. So they're not really sure what lights Brendan was talking about when he was saying he could see lights. Uh, so it's another weird it one. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. So like, what lights are you talking about, bro? And again, they're not really sure how Brendan got so lost. A lot of people assume he was intoxicated, but this is a claim that both his parents and the authorities dispute. His parents were on the phone to him multiple times for almost an hour that night, and Brian and Annette both say he sounded completely normal other than growing impatient with his situation. So he wasn't slurring, no, he wasn't any of that? Wasn't talking weird, wasn't saying weird shit, well, didn't sound intoxicated, like was just, I want to go home. Yep. Like that sort of vibe. So on Thursday, 15th of May, 2008, so this is like... So he went, he disappeared on Wednesday the 14th, mm. but you have to remember that was like at 1am. Yeah. So a whole day and night, so another whole night has passed and now they're like looking for him. The police are actively. So on Thursday, the 15th of May, 2008, sometime in the morning, the police were able to locate Brennan's car. According to the detectives, when they found the car, there was nothing unusual about the scene, like nothing worth noting. It was just a car stuck in a ditch that appeared to have been abandoned. A sheriff at the location noted that there was a light flashing on top of a grain elevator in the distance and perhaps Brendan confused that for the town of Lind. But, like, it's just one flashing light. Maybe he yeah. thought it was, like, a water tower light Maybe, or something. Maybe, yeah. But there's heaps of, like, there's heaps of speculation with that again. But it is untrue. But some, a lot of people will say that it's, like, misinformation. Like, this case is rife with mis- misinformation that when they found his car, all the doors were open and there was, like, a fucking crack pipe on the front seat and, like, all this shit, which does not align with, like, anything else you know about the kid or anything. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's just not the case. Like, they, they're they like, no, there was nothing. It just looked like he left his car. This is how it all starts, though. You get the one original story and then everything just starts piling on top. You don't yes. know where it starts or where it I finishes. I feel like in these situations, too, if you get lost, always stay with your vehicle. Oh, 100%. Like, always stay with it because you, you're much more likely to be found in something that's, like, 20 times as big as you are than... That's, you, especially that's what from I'm saying. Crossing paddocks and that in the middle of the night... Uh, like, Fucking have a nappy nap. <laughs> just have a sleep it off. Yeah. You know, like, wait for the, daylight. Lean the chair back, have a nappy nap. I'd be scared though. Fucking Minnesota. There's like, what are you, what is it? The, in Minnesota, there's like a hot spot for fucking dog man and. Oh, yeah, yeah, for all sure. That shit. Fuck but it. It doesn't, it's yeah, so stay cold. in your car, lock your doors. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Just run. <laughs> I can see red. Is that your red lights? No, that's the ass of the dog man. Like, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So the initial search for Brendan was unsuccessful. So they had this search perimeter set up and it's kind of like the idea is the average person walks about, can walk like say four to five kilometers in an hour. So Brennan was on the phone with his dad when Mm. he was walking from his car for 47 minutes. So you can say roughly that's 5Ks, right? So they did like a 5K radius around the car, like from the car. So they gave them their little search zone. So they're like, we're going to look in here now. So the search area was all farmland, all thickly wooded, and it was difficult for people searching to navigate. So people searched on horseback, on quads, and even by plane, and no trace of Brennan was found. So there have been quite a few theories as to what happened to Brennan on the night of his disappearance, but it is widely believed Brennan died after falling into the Yellow Medicine River. Ah, because he did hear water Running. running. So the investigators ended up bringing in a bloodhound in the search for Brendan. 
So you've read the book that I got you for Christmas. Uh, the Cold Vanish? Yeah, The Cold Vanish. Yeah. And they talk a lot about... The bloodhounds. Bloodhounds mm-hmm. and How they were trained that. and all that sort of and stuff. And it is kind of like... It's so interesting, but it, it is, is like they're... they're there's so much infighting with each hand, like handlers, and they're like, that dog's shit, and then the other handler's like, your dog's shit, or they don't know. There's so much smack talk in that. I couldn't there's, believe it. Right, and there's like, no, I didn't know. The, I thought, like, honestly, thought the police trained them, but apparently it's not. They bring in, like, people that do it for a living mm. to do the search, and it's like, um, they all have different ways of how they train their dogs. They all have different things they look for in their dogs when they're doing And so many of them, like, why they, like, widely criticise one another, and their ability to like locate scents. Mm-hmm. So it made me think that fucking anything to do with scent dogs is just like, it's just like you can't trust it. It's like a lie detector. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just not legit. I thought it was wild. So now when I'm like, oh, they brought the scent dog in, I'm like, can't trust it. That's what I always used to think. Like the scent dog's there, it's 100% it foolproof. Like yeah. it's just going to go straight to the spot and point out where this person went missing or where they died or whatever. Yeah. But there's so much intrude. Like it's so, I don't know, in depth. More than you thought yeah, it would be. Yeah, like a lot of them flag like dead bodies and mm. stuff and it's not. Like they're just like, and when they do their training, they'll find dead bodies where there is like literally no dead body or where they put a dead body, they don't find it and it's just weird what they flag. Like it's just so, it's not legit. Like it's not, I can't say it's not legit, but some of them is and some of it isn't, but it's hard to pick what is and what isn't. That's the yeah. issue. Like mm. you can't, you can't really tell. No. Nah. The dog picked up his scent and followed a trail from the abandoned car that matched the description that Brendan had given his father while they were on the phone. They passed through two fences and they also came to the Yellow Medicine River, which investigators believe was the running water Brendan previously previously said he could hear. When the scent dog came to the river, it jumped into the water and swam across to the other side where it exited. The dog continued to follow the river for a couple of kilometres where it eventually lost Brendan's scent. Okay. So as we know, it was dark. Brendan's blind in his left eye. Mm. His terrible death perception. And the last thing he said to his dad on the phone was, oh shit, followed by what his dad thought was the sound of him slipping or falling over. So he may have fallen into the river and that would explain why he couldn't be reached by his phone again. Exactly, like waterlogged. So he's, but his mum also talks about, like, say he fell over and it's so dark you can't find the phone. They're mm. all ringing him continuously because they're like, the phone will light up. He'll see the phone lighting up and he'll be able to get to the phone. So yeah. like, why couldn't he get to his phone? That's why she was like, I don't understand why he didn't answer his phone. Like, she, you, he, if he was near his phone, he would have seen it ringing. He would have seen it, like, even if it was on silent, you'd see the phone light up and he'd be able to locate it and pick it up. Yeah. Like, there was no reason why he would have abandoned the phone calls if they heard it coming in. So, the average temperature during May in Minnesota is three degrees Celsius, which is near freezing. Mm-hmm. When Brendan went missing, he was only wearing jeans, a polo shirt, and a light hoodie. He wasn't dressed all that well for the temperature he would be experiencing. So that's he's like, already cold. Well, that's it. It's one o'clock in the morning. If he it's has slipped three in, o'clock in the morning by this time. Sorry, three yeah. o'clock. If he slipped into that river, it would explain why his phone like waterlogged and died. And if he's got like if the dog followed him to the other side or something, if you get out of a river in three o'clock in the morning in Minnesota, it's gonna be freaking freezing. You probably just want to go back in the river. Yeah. It's like swarming in there. Yeah. Maybe he saw like a really hot woman. Maybe. Oh, shit, girl. Or whatever, it's probably maybe a cow who didn't have that good vision, did he? <laughs> maybe he saw a really, like, good-looking lady and he just, like, disappeared with her into the night. You know what I mean? Maybe. That's what it was like, oh, shit, you thick girl. <laughs> and they never saw him again. That's the theory. No. If he had fallen into the river and didn't drown and had managed to get out of the river and climb up the other side, it's more than likely he would have succumbed to hypothermia. But mm. then there is still the question of where is his body? Exactly, yeah. So some people speculated he never actually made it out of the river, that he fell in and he drowned. 
So the area of the river was extensively searched multiple times by divers with no success. They never found any evidence Brandon had even been in the river. But that's my theory. I reckon he fell in and drowned. I think so. And he's in, like, he got... That's the most reasonable... They river carried him somewhere, perhaps. I think that would explain why no one, like, nothing was found. Mm-hmm. But then this is the second one that I really lo- like. I I think could could be an excuse, too. So... Old wells and cisterns on the surrounding properties and old abandoned farms were also searched, but again, they returned no trace of Brendan. I reckon an old well. Yeah. Because they'd be like, if, if the farms had changed hands time over time, you wouldn't even know where these wells are. No. So he could, like, it just sounded like he slipped and fell into something. You could hear water. It's, it, that's what it sounds like. But like they're saying, they took the exact, like the dog, like you say, they can't be 100% trusted. They mm. took that route. It sounded exactly what he was describing it's, to his dad. That evidence aligned. Yeah, it all aligned to one. But you're right, he could have fallen in a well. Fuck that, hey. Mm-mm. That would have been horrible. Oh, wouldn't it? Terrible way to go. The wells are creepy too. Dad's got like that old well down there and you look yep. down and there you're like monsters in there for sure. Something going to crawl it up out of that bitch. <laughs> and into the corn. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's unlikely but possible that Brendan did succumb to the elements and die somewhere in a field. It seems really weird that they'd never. he was never found though. So people say he could have started to decay and then scavengers come and pick him up. But again, there are 206 bones in the human body and they were thoroughly searching the area multiple times over many years and not a single scrap of Brendan was ever found. So they didn't find anything? Nothing. I feel like that's highly unlikely. Yeah. That he's just in an open field somewhere and that scavengers took him away. I doubt that. Or even like clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, you would have found some like glasses, Mm. something. So some people also believe that Brendan may have met with foul play, although the authorities investigating the case believe that it's highly unlikely Brent, that Brendan would have run into someone meaning to do him harm in the middle of the night, on a weeknight, in a remote farming community. But I know that's pretty much the plot of every horror movie ever, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, that's, like running around some inbred rednecks that want to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> like, but... Yeah, they said um, highly unlikely in Brennan's case. However, because it's been so long and not a single trace has been found, they're not completely ruling this angle out. Well, they can't. They can't rule anything out, no. can they? I don't think it would be. Maybe, no, it doesn't know. sound like it. What The most reasonable thing is he got to that river, he slipped, he fell in, and yeah. he got washed away. Why are all, farm, all farmers inbred and trying to eat you? If you got nothing up better on, to do. If you rocked up on this property, Dad would try and make you have a drink with him. Literally, like he'd, he'd become your best you. friend. Yeah, be, You've heard him. <laughs> he'd be like, "My son-in-law has a banjo, and I've got a mouth harp. Yeah. Do you want to? Oh, Let's give Dan a ring and get him yeah. to come over. Like you wouldn't escape. No, nah. it'd be just as horrible. But you'd be alive at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is weird, though, isn't it? It is a strange disappearance. Yes, and adding fuel to the fire. There were a couple of farmers who were very much against having their property searched and mm. initially denied access to the author- for the authorities to search their farm. I have heard that. But I don't... Like, I personally don't read in too much into that. Like, there's lots of reasons why I farm... Like, I feel like farmers in general are quite, dis- like, distrust... Distrusting? Distrusting, not distrustworthy. Mm. Distrusting of, like, law enforcement in general. But if I was, like, say someone went missing here and, you know, what Dad's like... I'd- to give someone closure about what happened to their son or even just to help, I would be like, yeah, go for it. I think they did eventually, but I think it can often be a case of like maybe they had illegal immigrants working, like undocumented workers on their farm. Maybe they weren't following like best practices in their 100%, farming. 100% that's what, it could have been something like that, that yeah. they didn't want them to come Probably on Probably grown a little bit of weed. Some, could have, do you know what I mean? But so even just like a garden bed of it or something, they're like, no, I can't let them in come yeah. see that. So people are like, oh, the farmers did it. They, It's like, no, a lot of the time they're just like, please don't look at how I live. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not like a case of yeah. like... 
Like it's like, I mean, you to fix that fence. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one cares. No one. We yeah, come want... on in, but don't mind a man. Yeah. Like 100% <laughs> like that. So I don't, I was like, I don't think the farmers had anything. Especially if there's like so. multiple farmers being like, I don't want, like, it's just natural, I think, for you to not want the man yeah. coming in. Because even, it, it would be the same as like when your boss would come into work, like the big boss. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong, but fuck, I feel shady. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. maybe I am and I just don't know I It's am. like when a cop car goes past, you're all sitting behind you or something and you're like, I'm not doing anything, but Hello, I can just officer. feel it. Hello, yeah. officer. How are you this fine evening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just trying to be natural. Mosey all know, yeah. down the road. I'm just a regular city folk enjoying my time on the town. Yeah. Why are you doing the spin limit, ma'am? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was like me um, in the States when the cop pulled me over and I just acted so fucking dumb because I was doing 65 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour oh, zone in one of the national parks. And I told him that I thought that the speed limit was the suggested speed limit. What? And this actually worked? Yeah, I acted so dumb. Like, I'm good at it. You can tell. <laughs> and then I told him that I was from Australia and I couldn't understand the difference between miles and kilometres, mm. even though it was, like, written on the dash of the car. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just don't I just don't understand these things. I'm lucky to be on the right-hand side of the road, to be honest. so frustrated with me. He was like, what the... He's like, you could go to jail for the speed you're doing. I was like, I'm just a simple lady from the town up in the ruralness of the Australia's. And then he was like, can you get me your thing out of the glove? Like, you have to give him your thing for the rental car. Yeah. I wasn't legally supposed to be driving the rental car because my name wasn't on, like, the contract for it. And he was, like, looking at his watch. He's like, I've got five minutes left in my shift. Fucking swap seats right now. I was like, yes, sir, we Bob. <laughs> and he followed <laughs> us the whole way out of the national park. 35 miles per hour is so slow. Like, What is it? What's That's, like, 50, 50 yeah. And I was doing 65, which is like, I think like 80. Yeah. So you're fairly... <laughs> it's a few deer yeah. It was so slow. I think a lot of people reported us. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was one of those things where it's slow because it was like, it was the Smoky Mountains National Park. Like you could have easily gone faster, but because it's a national park that obviously experiences heavy traffic a lot of the time, yeah. there was no one there. Yeah. And I was, we were trying to get home and I, I wasn't driving dangerously by any means, but I, I literally... Th- I, to be honest, I did think it was kind of a suggestive speed. The way they postmark stuff is just kind of like 35 if you want to look at the animals, 65 if you want to go somewhere. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no idea. I don't know. I've never I was, been to America. I just didn't give a shit. I'd love to go to the national parks. I reckon it's oh, cool. It is the best, like the best. I love it. It's so good. I'll do it, I'll do it for the rest of my life. And yeah. You always see something new, like fucking swans and shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Some people... Um, also believe that Brendan may have disappeared on his own accord. So that, again, is highly disputed because he was transferring to do another four years at a, at, of schooling at another college close by and he was really excited about it and also seems like a fairly fucking convoluted way to go missing, right? Well, it's far-fetched. What, why the whole talking to your dad saying, I'm here crossing paddocks and stuff like that? Why? Why go through all that? Exactly. If didn't, you're just going to go, just go. Didn't pack a bag, didn't, like, nothing else. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you do, you would just leave. you just be like, I'm going to a party and never and come home. And then never come home. That's right. You wouldn't hear from They're him like, again. They're like, come get me, mum. Flash, flash your lights again. Unless like, what sort like, of sociopath <laughs> does that? Unless he's just fucking with him. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to fuck with him one more time. He just hates him so much. I know like, mum hates being out at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to get her out there. In her jammies. <laughs> <laughs> Some people also theorise, and this is like a proper theory, alien abduction because of the lights. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So they were like, oh, he went towards the lights and... A little grey fucker's got him. Yep. Are they grey? I don't know. There's, so, like there's like so more, many. I feel there's, like it's like a greeny grey view, <coughs> right? There's the Nordics, there's the insect people, the all really? different types. Yeah, there's all different types. Have you watched Dark Skies yet? Yeah? 
Uh, I don't think so, no. Watch it. It's the, I don't, like, aliens don't interest me. That's what I said, we were talking about this before. I, aliens and ghosts in the paranormal don't really interest me. I don't know why. I go, I find ghosts kind of interesting. I don't, I, like I ghost say. Ghost stories are cool. Yeah, ghost stories are cool. Yeah. I like them, but I don't know, for whatever reason, aliens and. Aliens yeah, scare the shit out of me. me. Like, the concept of aliens and, like, how much power they have over us. Oh, Scares the shit out of me. The only two movies I've seen, though, that genuinely scared me about aliens was Signs. Mm. Fucking creepy. Great movie, though. Still holds up. I remember I remember crying when I watched it, when the, you know, the party scene. Vamanos, vamanos. Oh, uh, yeah. The party scene. It was like in Brazil or something like I that. I was so scared. I, like, cried. And mum's like, well, if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be watching it. I was like, thank you so much for comforting me in my time of need. <laughs> like, Is that why you think we're into this sort of stuff? Like, watching movies when we're so young. Mum and dad would let us watch, like, anything. Not really. I thought about this. I feel like action movies, yeah, but a lot of the action movies we watched had like a supernatural or scary angle yeah. to them. But I feel like my mum and dad freaked out when we watched Ghost in the Darkness when we were young, like mm. when we were like 10. Because I was thinking about this the other day, but they were pretty fucking cruisy with anything else as long as it wasn't too sexy. Yeah. I remember once it was so embarrassing, Josh yelling at me in the middle of a civic video so loudly because Josh would just get on one sometimes and you'd be like, there's people around listening to this, Josh. He'd be like, every movie you choose, Brie, has sex scenes in it. Why do you keep choosing movies with sex scenes? I'm like, Joshua, I don't like look down and go, oh, sex scene, I'm going to choose that because I like to watch like um, like Anaconda yeah. or um, Meet the Parents or anything. Josh is like, you're just like sex obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, can you fucking the shut the fuck video. up? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not choosing it because I think it has a sex scene, which kind of... It almost seems now, looking back, like maybe I was pro- like Josh was projecting, like maybe that's what Josh did. Like yeah. he's like, I get Lara Croft too mad because it's sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember Josh doing that, and I was like, what the fuck? But I think it's more like Sinbad. Mm. Like we always watch movies with like fucking it was like adventure. In it. Yeah, yeah, it was always adventure, and it was always Indiana Jones. There was always some sort of like weird kind of paranormal element to it. Yeah predator mm-hmm. there's another creature it was always like a 13th warrior like it was always something like that which i'm grateful for and then dad just loves scaring the shit out of us oh loves it That's he still does it to the point now where dad will go to juniper who's two and a half oh look over there and she's like Mm-mm. <laughs> she'll <laughs> no stare trust. him dead in the yeah. face and be like no i feel you girl i'm not looking over there yeah so yeah so aliens was another one watch dark skies it is like it's actually really scary mm. So since 2008, law enforcement and volunteers have spent tens of thousands of hours walking thousands of kilometres through farms, fields, ditches and rivers, all in a 127 square mile area. They've performed 1,900 canine missions using 45 highly trained dogs led by 35 handlers from nine different states and still no trace of Brennan's. Could you imagine the smack talk that would have been going on between them? Your fucking dog shit! I, after reading that book, like, it sounds like they were almost getting in, like, they'd all, ro- like, the police wouldn't even ring them. No. They would hear about it and yeah. they'd all rock up with their dogs, like, I'm going to help. Mm. And they'd all get, it was like Anchorman, all the news stations get there yeah. at one, and they're just like, you're fucking shit. <laughs> it's like, I'm from the Spanish yeah, news station. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what it yeah. Was Channel like. 4 news. They've got, like, chains and stuff. And Brick's like, I killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably low for a while. Yeah. So till this day, Brennan's parents leave their porch light on every night, hoping that one day Brennan will find his oh, way how home. How terrible! Yeah, not a, not a single trace after the oh shit was the last thing his dad heard, and they've never never heard, seen, drawn him again. Not a scrap of clothing's been found. Not anything pertaining to him as a person. But ever. all those theories, of what happened to him, are coming from all different uh, people. Imagine what his parents are thinking. 
Oh yeah. But they would have that everything would be going through them. Even aliens would be going through their mind. They're just like we haven't found our kid. And they literally live like tw- if they still live there now. I'm not, well, I assume they do. They still have the porch light on, but they live like twenty minutes away from where he disappeared. Mm. You like how do you fight the urge to go there every day to look for and him? just like search they every day? Do, like in but- that cold Venice book, his dad. When he went missing, his dad was there like every day going up and down that mountain in that water. He was diving in that water to look for his son. And he was so smart too. Like he was getting the um, people who were heaps into Bigfoot because they mm. were out searching for Bigfoot. He like made friends with them. Because they had they... like a barn there, like an accommodation there. So yeah. he was like staying with them. With the Bigfoot people. And then the Bigfoot people would search for his son yep. while they were looking for yeah. Bigfoot. It like gave them an excuse to go out there as well. But you just keep searching until you find him. And then sometimes you don't find him. And then I don't know what that must be like. It just becomes a part of your life. Like yeah. that's what runs you. You look for the person that went missing. Or you become like as well the people like in a small town where every time you go somewhere you're like they're like, oh those are the people that lost yeah. their kid. Like that's what you have to be like going somewhere with mum and she's like, oh those are the ones that did that happen to them. And you're like, Mum, you're talking really loud. Like you're yelling at yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um Rodo, well that was weird. Mm-hmm. Really weird. It's, you see what I mean when I say it's kind of low-key, but yeah. it's like there's so many elements that just don't make sense. It's very, it's a very simple disappearance, but yeah. it's, there's so many angles to it. That you're just like, what the fuck? And I've heard that one before, and then that brought me to the disappearance of Brandon Lawson. Which people mention a lot when they talk about Brandon yep. Swanson. Yep, yep. So this happened in um, St. Angelo, Texas. So this guy, um, Brandon Lawson, he was 26 years old, and this happened on... August 8th, 2013. So it happened oh, on you, my, like, my oh, birthday. Oh, your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then I try to remember, where was I in 2013? And I was like, that's a long time ago. Is it, you know what? You say it and it doesn't seem like no. it is, but yeah, it was a really long time ago. It's almost a ago. decade again, yeah. I just moved to Brisbane. This um, Brendan, he lived with his partner named Ledessa. They'd been together 10 years. They weren't married, but they, they were pretty much... Common law. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like yeah. He'd told all his buddies like he had going to buy a ring for her yeah. and all that sort After of stuff. After 10 years, Jesus. Yeah. And he was he was real stressed out. He, he just started a new job. He had three kids with her and one of them was really, really sick. He had like an earache or something and, and they had a bit of an argument, him and Ladessa. And he just had to get out of the house. He just so said... family to, man, kids. Yeah, yeah he you? just said to her, look, uh, I'm just stressed. This isn't working very well. Yeah. I just need to get out. I'm going to go I'm gonna go see my dad. So he told her he packed his stuff. He... um. So he packed a bag. He he didn't even pack a bag. That's how much he was just like, I'm just going to go for a drive okay. and then I'm, I'll be back soon. So he called his dad and he's like, Dad, we've had a bit of a fight. I'm just going to travel up there. Where, where did his dad live? His dad lived, um, what did it say? It was like Crowley or something like that. Okay. So I wasn't too far away from where he was. Enough to just like pop in, but like far enough that you would yeah. you have to plan. You have to ring him to let him know you're on your way. Yeah. Ledessa said like he'd, he'd do this often. Like okay. They'd have a bit of an argument and he'd just need to get away. And then he would come back. Um, so he left the house. And Ledessa goes on to say he left the house around midnight. Mm-hmm. And all he had with him, he was just wearing shorts. He didn't have a shirt on. He had his white sneakers. So on his way out, he grabbed a yellow shirt off the table, his keys and his wallet, and he just walked out the door. Yeah, so he's like not planning to go anywhere no, no, for a just, while. He's no. just like, I'm just wearing what's on me back and I'll yeah. be back. So not uh, long after he left, she called him and was just like, hey, I'm I'm sorry. She's I'm just sorry. Like, I'm such a bitch. Yeah. That's what <laughs> she, the movies portray. Yeah, she apologized to him, and he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm sorry too. Like, there's I just need to get away. Need to cool off for a little bit." And Seems healthy. Like, yeah, right. exactly right. And he said, "Um, I'm not going to go to my dad's anymore. Instead, I'm going to go to my brother's." 
So his brother was Kyle, and Kyle only lived five minutes away. Okay. So not far at all. So he had had he left yet though when she rang him? Yeah. So he'd left, and then not long after he left, she called like him a and apologised. Or something. Okay. I'd say like, like ten minutes he, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. His brother only lives five minutes. You know away. what? It's like you have a heated argument with your partner, and you just yeah. like once you have time to cool off, you're just like, oh man. Sorry about what I, I yeah, said. When I was I hungry. Yeah. I didn't mean to say. <laughs> <laughs> literally like that. I didn't mean to say it. He's like, no worries. I'm just going to go to Kyle's. Mm-hmm. Before he went to Coles, he went for a just a drive. He just wanted to get out and about. Back when gas prices weren't two dollars a liter. Well, then his truck was pretty much out of gas. Okay. For a drive, so and he was going to try and make it to Bronte, Texas, to get some like fill up some gas. Oh, which, so he ran out of gas on the side of the road or something. Yeah. So he's um, so this Bronte, Texas, is about forty miles from where he lives. Okay. So he's he's left his house. He's gone for a bit of a drive. He's realized, oh shit, my truck's out of gas. I'm going to try to get to Bronte, Texas. Um, try and fuel up. Uh, so, but instead, he ran out of fuel four miles south of uh, that town, Bronte. So, Ledessa, she hadn't heard from him. She starts calling family. Hey, any of you heard from like Brendan? I haven't. I haven't seen him. I haven't heard yeah. from him. She calls Kyle. He was meant to be going there. She's like, Kyle, I can't. I haven't heard from him. Where is he? So Kyle comes over. Remember, he lives five minutes away from her place where yeah. they live. So Kyle comes over. He's he's wondering what's going on. Like. Brendan was meant to be at my place. Ladessa ends up checking her phone and she's got missed calls from Brendan, but her phone's like almost out of battery. Okay. So he's call, He's been trying to call her to tell her he's out of gas. Like that feels awful. Must feel awful when you think your partner's missing and then you see these missed calls, but yeah. you can't get a hold of them. Yeah. So he couldn't get a hold of Ladessa, but he got a hold of Kyle and he said, look, look, bro, I'm out of gas. Can you bring me some gas? Mm. Kyle's like, no worries, man. Oh, so he's called him and got Yeah, him. he's got okay. a hold of Kyle. So she's like, oh, he's fine. He's just out of gas somewhere. Yeah, Kyle's there when she calls when okay. he calls Kyle. Okay. And Kyle's like, don't worry. He's just out of gas. Uh, I'm just going to go grab gas canister, go fill it up, and I'm going to take it to him. Next minute, uh, Kyle realizes he's got no cash on him. So he's just like, oh, I can't go get any gas, which I found weird. When it's your brother. Yeah. And li- well, maybe they literally, like, they have financial hardship. But- could be, could be. He just realized he had no cash on him. He's like, uh, righto. So he calls Kyle and he's like, look, I don't have any cash on me. So he calls Brendan. Uh, sorry, yeah, Br- uh, Kyle calls Brendan, sorry. And he's like, look, I don't have any cash on me. So I'm just going to go, I'm going to grab you. I'm going to pick you up and then I'm going to take you to the gas station, which is four miles up the road. Grab some gas, come back, put that it in That sounds like severe financial hardship or maybe Brendan's borrowed quite a lot of money that he has not replayed. At around 12.54 p.m., Brendan calls 911. So Brendan says to the 911 dispatcher that he's in a field somewhere. And the call's a bit like, it. it's terrible reception where Brendan's at. And the call's a bit crackly. You can listen to it on YouTube. Yeah. I listened to it today. And it's really hard to hear, but he, he calls 911. He's, he says he's in a field. And then you can hear someone in the background in the background say, escaped. Do you want me to bring it up? You can bring it up. Be real quick for a sec. 13, 0, 50, and 38 seconds. 911 emergency. Yeah, I'm in the middle of the field. The tape was just pushing some guys over. Right here going towards gasoline on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. I got to the woods. Please hurry. Okay, now run that by me. No, we're not talking to him. I told you ran into him. Ah, you ran into him. Okay. That's the first guy. Do you need an ambulance? Yeah. No, I need the cops. Okay. Is anybody hurt? 
And that's it. What the fuck? Really? Yep. And she says hello for a whole bunch. So, as you can hear in that call, he, Brendan says he's in a field. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hear. And then you can hear in the background, someone says escaped. Oh, someone says escaped. Yeah, you can yeah. hear it slightly in the background. And then... Um, it sounds like she said you ran into him and it's not yeah, the first time. So, okay. Brendan ends up saying, just push some guys over. We're out here going towards Abilene, both sides. My truck just ran out of gas. There's one car here. There's a guy chasing me through the woods. Please hurry. What the fuck? So nine one one asks him to repeat. You heard her say yeah. like, "Can you can you say that again? Can you like confirm it?" And he goes on to say, "There will be no talking to them. I accidentally ran into them." Then you can hear something in the background. It like breaks up a little bit, like more. Yeah. And he says, "The first guy." Yeah, I heard him say the first guy. Yeah. Then what sounds well, the like a gunshot yeah. in the background? Oh, really? Yeah. It it goes in the like. It amplifies the sound of something. You can kind of hear like a, like a yeah. in the background kind of thing. And then you go on to hear, like you just did, like 911 says, do you need an ambulance? He's like, no, I need the cops. Before he says that, you can kind of hear someone laugh a little bit and say, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And then and then it sounds like Brendan again talks and yeah. says, no, we need the cops. And that's it. So 911 asks, is anyone hurt? And then that's when you just heard, like, it sounded like someone almost approaching yeah, the phone, like, yeah. like, got louder and louder, and then all of a sudden, nothing. And then you just yeah. hear 911 saying, like, hello. Are you there? Yeah. Like, trying to get a hold of him. And that's the end of the phone call from to 911. That's fucking hectic. So, after this, well, during this time, a motorist calls in to 911 to report Brandon's truck on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. It's sitting half concealed, like, just sitting on the side of the road. So, just someone driving by just rings him up and says, hey, there's a truck here, I guess. There's well, no one in. Must have, must have looked sus it if must you're ringing have, the cops. Because so how many times do you drive past someone on the side of the road and you're just like, Whatever. That's what I thought. Like, why would you end up contacting 911? Also, at the same time, Kyle is trying to call Brendan to find out where he is. Okay. And just the reception is terrible. Like, you can't get a hold of him. And between, like, the mixed calls, they're trying to call each other and he's trying to call the desk and there's just missed calls. Everyone's phones are running out of battery. Yeah. It's just a mess. Like, it's just out of control. Kyle finally ends up getting a hold of Brendan. And Brendan tells Kyle to hurry because he's bleeding. What? Yeah. So at 1am, Kyle and his girlfriend find Brendan's truck. Yeah. So Kyle's out there with his girlfriend. I think her name was like Aubrey or something. Audrey yeah. or Aubrey or something like that. So when they arrive at the truck, there's a deputy already there. Okay. From that motorist called a 911. And Brendan's, he's not there. He, no one can find out where he is. Fucking wild shit happens in Texas though. Like, it's, yeah. it's like Florida. So Kyle explains to the deputy that it's his brother's truck. Mm-hmm. The keys, his wallet are gone from the truck. There's no there's no damage to the vehicle. And but, it's just out of gas on the side of the road. Yeah, but in that call... He said he hit him. He said he ran into somebody. So it's not like he didn't physically run into mm. someone with his car. He's just like, I ran into these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how it's I... It's like slang for I came across these people. Yeah. So Kyle manages, like he's calling, he's calling, he's calling. He, he manages to get a hold of Brendan to get on the phone. So while, and this is all happening while the deputy's there, like checking out his car and stuff what like the that. What fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you, bro? Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't mention to the deputy that he's on the phone to Brendan. Okay. And there's a reason for that. Because he's worried the deputy's in on it. Is that right? No, no. Am no, I no. ruining the story? I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no, so no, enthralled. No. Yeah. So he's like on the phone to his brother and he's like, look, the deputy's still here and Brendan's got a warrant out for his arrest. Uh, I'm not sure what the warrant was for. People were saying it was 
It might have been like like who fucking knows any traffic, sort of. It could have been like a tra- traffic mm. infringement or something like that. He has a ticket for parking somewhere he shouldn't have. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. He thought like Brendan's got a thing. He doesn't want the deputy to know where he is. So the deputy notices that the truck is unlocked. So he turns the hazard lights on, locks the door, and calls the tow truck. He's like, "We're getting this out of here." The def- deputy leaves, but the weird thing: the deputy doesn't run the license plate on the car. I think it's all like I think in this situation, though, who cares about a warrant? I feel like your brother's probably in a bit of trouble, like even in worse trouble than worrying about a warrant. If Josh is out in the bush and he's in trouble with your speeding ticket or something like that, and he calls me up and he says he's bleeding, yeah, I don't I, care yeah, right? what's That's going so on. Weird. We need to stop that from bleeding. It might have been a bad one then. Like maybe he he was got a war- like well he's got a warrant out for his arrest. Maybe he did something that he doesn't want to go to jail for. Must be, or Kyle just didn't think. Like the gravity of the situation, yeah, he maybe he didn't think serious. it was that bad. He was like, oh, maybe he just scraped his knee or yeah. He's going to be awful mad if I get him in trouble with the law. Yeah, so the deputy just, he just starts driving up and down the road, just looking for anybody on the side of the yeah. road. So Kyle leaves and he texts Brendan. He's saying that the cop is all around the vehicle and that if he's hiding out into, in the dark, just wait. Yeah. Just wait there. Look, he's, he's around the vehicle, just wait there. We'll, we'll, We'll get you out of there soon. So his brother's probably like, "Oh, the cops come in, and my brother's ditched." Yeah, and that's all. That's the, the that's as serious as it is. Yeah. So he's Brendan's able to call Kyle back on his phone long enough to tell him that he's bleeding, and then he loses signal again. So he, he, there's only these short, sharp phone calls, and then all of a sudden the signal just knocks him out. So you can already tell it's just messy. That's like, weird. So Kyle starts calling everybody, calls Ladessa, goes to the voicemail. She's not answering. Uh, he even calls his work buddies, tells them to come out, that they need to find his brother. So he needs help to find yeah. his brother. He's like, boys, Fucking get out of here. bringing out green crew. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> we got to find him. So Kyle's searching the area and trying to call his brother at the same time. Like He's he's frantically looking yeah. around now and he's trying to call him. He can't get a hold and of him. And the cop's gone by now. The deputy's gone now. Yeah. Uh, so around 3 a.m., the phone calls stop altogether. So, like you said, with um, oh, okay, so it's not ringing anymore. Not it's ringing just anymore. It's just going. Yep, exactly right. And so at four thirty a.m., Ledes gets her phone off the charger and found all the missed calls from Brendan and Kyle. Oh God! So because she's asleep, she's got kids. Whatever. That's she's right. Like it's not a big deal. They'll come home. Yeah, he does this often. Like he'll go away yeah. and come back. So she calls Kyle. She finally gets a hold of him, and Kyle t- tells her everything. He tells her that he's out there somewhere. He needs help, and he told us the whole situation with like a deputy and all that sort of stuff, and the nine one one call and all that thought, sort of thing. So Kyle, he he can't find anything, so he leaves the can of gas in the back of the truck. It's still empty, just in case Brendan shows up. He's got that he can go okay. walk and bring it back and fill up his car. So Kyle ends up going home and he's waiting for daylight, which oddly just like I know it's hard. It's like. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of hard and it's like 4am and you're really fucking tired and you think it's going to be light soon. I'm going to go home and get a few hours sleep and as soon yeah. as it's light, I'm going to have better luck finding him. Yeah. And Laura, right now he doesn't really... Like, I guess yeah. he knows he's bleeding, but he's just not sure how much. He's not sure what's going on. True. You never think the worst, do you? No. I kind of do because I'm, I'm just a paranoid person. But mm. even in those situations, you're just like... It's not what I think it is. Like no. it's always it's always there's always an explanation for this. I'm yeah. not gonna be the victim of a murder. <laughs> bum bum. <laughs> so Ladessa, after she gets off the phone with Kyle, she starts calling the sheriff's office to see if anyone's found him. There's still nothing. Like the sheriff's none no one's seen Brendan. At seven A in the morning seven AM in the morning, Kyle goes back to the truck. There's still no sign of him. 
So Kyle grabs the gas can out of the back of the truck. He goes, fills it up, brings it back, puts it in the truck. Just so the truck's got some fuel yeah. there. Kyle calls the cops and tells them the truth about being on the phone to Brendan while the deputy was there. And he ends up telling them that, you know, he called me, he's bleeding out here somewhere, we need to get some help. The weird thing is police hadn't told Kyle, Ledessa, or any of the family about the 911 call that what? Brendan made to them. Well, I guess maybe they, do they not know about it? Because it's like the cops and are different, like the call centre is different to the cops, but you think one of them would have like, Gone well, they would have. That's why they went there. Would have been for the nine one one call, yeah. is it? Yeah. Oh well, then that doesn't make any sense. Because they were the cop, the deputy went there because of the motorist coming past and seeing the the truck uh, there. Not the, not his nine one one call. But you would have thought that when Kyle told them like that's his brother's truck, they would have ran like the plane. Maybe that would have been like two and two put yeah. together. Like we've had a nine one one call from this guy out in the middle of the bush. Like you think they'd be in able this to put area? Them yeah. yeah. Nah, fucking. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. None of the family letters or anyone. They didn't find out about this nine one one call. Until the investigation, until she asked to have the nine one one call like printed out, yeah, and that's when she noticed. She's like, "What the fuck's this one?" I was talking yeah. about the passing murderer. Yeah, ah. so that's when she found out that Brendan had actually called nine one one, telling yeah. them that this guy's chasing him through the woods and everything. Ledessa gets all her money together and hires a plane to search the area on her own. So she's just straight Fuck out. Yeah, I'd marry Ledessa. Yeah, hey. she's like straight out. She's like, I'm looking for this guy. Even before family, even she before wants that ring, bro. enforcement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm out there. I'm going to find him. Then all the family and volunteers start to show up and start to walk the area. Nothing's found. So then law enforcement starts to get involved and starts an aerial search of like Fleer and stuff like yeah. that, looking for him. Still nothing. So on August 29th, law enforcement head out on foot and search up to 2,500 acres. Yeah, but dude, that's like what, 23 days later? No, wait, it was the 8th. 8th, so, so it's about like 20 days. 20, 21 yeah. days or whatever. Yeah. Way too late. Yeah. Um, so they get everybody. They get the DPS, which is the Department of Public Safety. They get the Highway Patrol. They get two county sheriff departments. They get like all the volunteers that need training for storms. And yeah, shit. Like, the yeah. fire department. And they get the Texas Rangers involved. Jesus they get Christ. everyone out there. The last official search was held on the 24th of October. And that's when they're just like, we can't find we're, this guy. We're looking for a body. If we're yeah. looking for anything. We can't find this guy. They brought in six dog teams. To see if Brandon had got lost in the dark and died. They might have thought that he was bleeding. He just, you know, sat up next to a tree or something like that and passed away. So all in all, the law enforcement did seven searches of the area he had gone missing in. That's not including his family that searched either. Someone took him somewhere. Someone disposed of that body. So yeah, nothing's still found. Some of the areas in the search zone, like you were saying Mm. with Brendan Swanson, were owned by privately like privately owned by farms and stuff like that, which yeah. refused to, to let the law enforcement on their property and search yeah. for him. So that's a, not, there's another theory, you know, that Tejos, brings it in. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ledessa, she ended up starting a Facebook page and was helped by adv- like advocates to search for his body every year. Like every year they'd get together and be like, hey, let's go out for a search. You know how people get, like, they get, come to the group and they're interested in this. Like, we are. Yeah. We love, like, listening about And they're, like, armchair detectives. Like, I'm going to solve this yeah. one. So they go out there and they would help her. And no no one found anything. And the last time I'd heard about this story is no one had found anything. And I was like, man, it's just one of those missing cases. You they're never going to... F- you've just gone, you Google it every day oh, for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, they're never going to find this guy, hey. Yeah. And then I was just like, when you told me you're going to cert- you're going to be talking about this, I said, oh, man, I'm going to bring up this Brendan Lawson. And I went, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some research today. Yeah. And when I started researching, the first thing that pops up is Brendan Lawson. They think they might have found him. What? Really? Really? Where? 
around the area that he went missing in. It doesn't say exactly where, but they said that recently this year, this is 2022, yeah. a team led by advocate Jason Watts found what appears to be Brendan's shoes and shorts and that they called law enforcement and they found law enforcement came in and law enforcement had found human remains and they've got DNA from these human remains and they're testing them now to yeah. see if it comes back as being his DNA. Fucking hell. Yeah. But then, but then, how do? But I want. I need to know more, though. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. Like they haven't, they haven't got the test results back yet. Dude, it's obvious there's other people involved. Like you could hear them from the phone call, and he says that some of the people say that he was having problem problems with the Mexican cartel or something there that they were trying to run him out of town was one thing. Was he like a drug dealer? He, he they. I don't want to speculate, but no, I think we that's need to right. find out what his um, what was his. Warrant for one of the speculations. The main one is he was uh, dealing an intention, like intent to sell, like uh, weed, yeah, like drugs. Yeah. Weed's not that bad. Like, well, it's n- not the worst of crimes. That's is what it? I mean. Like, that seems like real low level yeah. kind of stuff for the cartel to give a shit. But what it sounds like is he he is ran it? out of gas on the road. Even just going for a drive where he said he was going to go to his brother Kyle's place, which was five minutes away, and ended up forty miles away near the town yeah. of Bronte, is a bit. Was he driving to clear his head or was he driving to maybe do a deal? Make or, a, yeah, make a drop-off or something. And then, like, you listen to the 911 call there. it You can hardly hear it, but it sounds very shady. Like, I'm getting chased through the woods by some guys and he ran into them. Like, he's saying that he ran into some guys. It kind of, it sounds like if you want to be, like, heaps horror movie-esque about it, it's almost like, if I can pull over, I I need a wee. I've gone into the woods to wee. There's some, it's like probably private land or something. They're like, get off my land. And mm. then they go and like hunt him down sort yeah. of thing. But that's, it's so, like that didn't happen. You know what I mean? But that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, But it's creepy. Like the way that he's on the 911 call and there's people in the background that are just like. <laughs> and you can hear that he's been like run, like he's sucking in the big breaths. Like he's been running. Yeah. I don't know enough to like comment. On like the Mexican cartel. No, no, that's te- all. That's all but speculation. It's Texas, and it's like, what? Where was it again? What was the town? It was Saint Angelo, Texas. Saint Angelo, Texas. I, I wonder don't think if that's fa- south not, or north. It's not far from Fort Worth. I don't think. I love Fort Worth. Not to say that I've been places, but I've been to Fort Worth. And was it I good? Love, it's actually really cool. They keep it like kind of old school, like Wild West. Yeah. And you get to go and they've got the big horn bulls that you can sit on. Oh, yeah. The long horns are horned. And they got them, what is it? Um, Jalapeno poppers. Yeah. Jalapeno poppers. Yeah, I just thought it was real weird. That's fucking hectic. I need to know everything about that now. I need to Google it straight up, like San Angelo, Texas. I just need to know. It's a pretty big area. Um, uh, I mean... I don't really, yeah, I don't know enough to say whether, like, if I'm using what I know, which is nothing, no, very little, <laughs> I would feel like that isn't, like, Texas is, like, real, yeah, I don't know, if you were saying it was, like, New Mexico or something like that, I'd be like, that's a possibility, you never, but Texas, you, I feel like, is just too racist. You never know who the people involved were, but there, it definitely sounds like there's people involved. Yeah, that's fucking weird, dude, that's heaps weirder than mine. <laughs> I'm gonna be up all night now. Yeah, crazy. Are there it? books on that one? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I hate? I hate doing one like we've just done, and you do one and you read like quite a lot of articles, like reputable articles, like New York Times or whatever. Yep. I describe to them two dollars a month so I could get like reputable information, and then you do an like you do a, a story like on the podcast about it, and then you're like, oh, this is really interesting. Wait, there's a book on it, and then you read the book and you're like. 
I fucking left so much good shit out. I need to do this again. Yeah. Like, I want to start from there's the There's so beginning. much little stuff. It's like everything, though. You watch a movie and then you read the yeah. book and you're like, holy shit, there's so much more in it. But that's why I think Night of the Grizzlies and the Man Eaters of Savo. That's if you can get the book. That's why I'm trying to do the one. We're doing the one on the 1916 shark attacks, but yeah. I have to finish the book. And there's so much information in this book and it's like information overload. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. sick. That's so cool. Like, it's just. I feel bad for the families, hey. Oh, that first one, especially when they've got no closure. It seems like they're coming up on closure of yeah. the second one where they may have found his body and his remains. And, you know, that'll that'll help the family a little bit, I guess. Like, it's kind of like a silver lining. It's a real bad act, but... The creepiest ones are, like, the Bennington Triangle one where that lady disappeared. She was, like, 50, and they, they searched everywhere for her. And then, like, three months later, they found her body in an open field that was searched multiple, multiple, Happens multiple times. Happens all the time. Like, you couldn't... But, like, it's like you couldn't have missed her. She was in a bright red jacket. Like, you could not have missed this woman. Yeah. And it's like, someone's fucking with us. You know like, what I mean? Like That's like in that book, The Cold Vanish. He doesn't just talk about this one missing thing. He talks yeah, about like I, multiple of them. If you're can, if you looking for an audio book or just a book to read, that it's The Cold Vanish is so good. It's one of the best uh, well-written ones, I think, I've uh, yeah. on disappearances and mysterious mm. cases. In a, and it's not like... It's not like kind of like indulgent, like, you know, the werewolf ones or like cryptids or anything. Like it's well-written, well-researched. Yeah. It's all legit. He he talks shit on David Politis, which I kind of like. Mm. <laughs> it's such a good book, hey? It's really good. It's about him and he, he's trying to find him, his missing son. But while, sorry, it's about a reporter who goes and befriends his father who's looking for his son. And while he's doing it, he comes across all different cases, like even cases in like Hawaii and stuff but like I that. But I think it is centred on national park or it, state park disappearances. It is. It is. And he, he looks for a long time and um, the other stories that he comes across are even more just as interesting. Like, there's stuff in there. I remember when I first started listening to it, I was like, I think he has like a churchy quote at the beginning and I was like, because I was at work and I was like, I can't believe I paid like fucking a credit on Audible to listen to fucking some this shit. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, this book is amazing. Yeah. But he talks about a lady who feeds, Sar- who reckons she feeds Sasquatch. And he does it in such a way that he's like not making fun of them, but he's also like, okay, if you say so, like he's- But he just tells what happens. And yeah, he you, just reports, you make it up. Yeah, he yeah. just reports on what happens. He's like, she said this, he, she reckons this Sasquatch came into the yard. Like, that's what I'm told. He doesn't- yeah. He's not like me where I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I really want to talk to some people that have, have um, believed they've cited like Yowgs or Sasquatch, but I've been kicked out of so many groups. I don't yeah. think anyone will talk to me. I think so. Mitch today, he just tagged me in something on Facebook as like a new photo of I like saw that and I was like, I don't know. But is it like, looks very like ape-like. I, I just can't trust anything. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to. That could easily be a suit. Exactly. It's like the people who come out and they're like, oh, I've got a sound of Bigfoot. And you're like, that could be anything. Yeah. It's hard Look, I'm not trying to downplay what's happening. I'm not trying to have a go at these people, but yeah, I'm a little, and I think you have to be kind of that way. I'm or like, I think you need to be critical, and I'm we've been saying this for ages. But I'm also like, if that's what you think you saw, I'm not going to tell you different. No. Like some people, like I genuinely think I saw this. They're not stating that that's what it was. I can't stand when I see people in these groups. They do get kicked out. I think as much as I get kicked out, but they're just like um. Oh, they do. Like, they take images from Google that they don't even download. They just screenshot it on their phone, and then they go, "This is what's a gas gas looks like." Yeah, this is my gas. And then adamant. Yeah, and they're just like, "It was found in this area." I'm like, "That is a hoax. Like, it's a well-known hoax. You've done literally zero research into it." Did you hear about that guy who dressed up as Bigfoot to hoax people and he got run over? He got, got no, killed. But- Oh, he died. Got killed. Uh, there was a bunch of girls in the car. That's and something that dad would do. He was trying to hoax them, so he jumped out like in front of them. And these girls, like in the car, they were like teenagers. That's so dumb. I know. Scared the crap out of them. They like actually hit him and killed him. Have you seen the one of the guy dresses at, as a zombie, 
and he goes into like he's like a Russian YouTuber. This is from years ago, and he goes into like the ghetto as a zombie and starts chasing like gangsters what? around. Yeah, and they fucking flip and they run. And then in one scene, he's one's running. And his pants are falling down and he pulls his gun out and he's shooting at this dude over his shoulder. What like, the yeah, I'm hell? like, Yo, what are you? It's, I, some people are so sheltered. Like, what the fuck? Like, did you <sighs> not? I would hit Sasquatch. I'd run him over. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't know. I come in peace. I don't know. Like, do you? <laughs> are you going to eat me or do you come in peace? Or do I? I'm not going to. I'm not taking the time to find out. No. If you're going to stand in front of my car, I'm running you over. Yeah. You blocking my way? You blocking my exit? Are you blocking my exit? <laughs> like that's, that's ask yourself that. And now I got myself a Sasquatch. Yeah. I'm so damn famous now. <laughs> you go back and it's just full of camel guts. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah it's Hank. Well, yeah, we're back mm. until someone else will get COVID now. Probably. Like update, uh, we have COVID. Well, that was a fun show. I really enjoyed doing that. Me too. It's great now, to be back behind the mic, I isn't know, it? It's good. And then Oi behind the camera. Oh yeah, it's got some exciting stuff coming up. We're we're set up for the for the U US tubers. I think yeah. that's what the kids call it. Maybe some TikToking. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the Let's TikTok. put Josh on TikTok. Oh why not? <laughs> Good love what, it. what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope y'all. everyone had a happy Easter. Got lots of chock chocks. Zombie Jesus <laughs> is back again. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to rise some. <laughs> Here's your coffee. <laughs> yeah. See y'all later. See you guys.